Hey guys, welcome to the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. My name is Bailey Garner. I'm the host. And each week we call my dad, Toby Slough, and we just talk about common struggles that we all have in our day-to-day life. And he gives some awesome wisdom. So we want to invite you to peek in on our conversation so that you can glean from his wisdom as well. So let's call my dad. Hey, Dad. Oh, hey, B. How are you? Like I didn't Good. know it was you. <laughs> Hello, this oh. is Toby speaking. How might I help you? <laughs> uh, are you available for a chat? Hey, Dad, can you talk? Uh, it's on our calendar, dear. You know my calendar better than I do. You're not fooling these people. These people know that you have all this stuff scheduled and that you're in my business all the time. <laughs> I have missed doing this with you. It well, feels like <laughs> I have missed like all you guys listening. Cause I know that, you know, I have a face that is conducive to you listening, not watching. Listen, this girl right here is in heaven because she got access to my calendar. <laughs> so now I get calls that say things like this. Hey dad. So you got a doctor's appointment. What's that about? And I'm like, it's called none your business, girl. <laughs> Killing me. You secretly love it. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. We're we're back in the podcast game, feeling a little rusty here. So people better stick with us here. Uh, we chat all the time, but I don't get to stare at your face like this unless you're in Mississippi. So I'm glad to see you. It's been a while since. It feels like you haven't been here in a while, but that's just because we've been busy. Well, also, that's because the day after I leave, you're basically calling or texting your mom and trying to figure out if we're coming back in the next few days. I know. It's not just me. Gideon the other day said, I just wish they would live here all the time. So we just <laughs> miss you. That's why. We miss How you all too. How has summer been? Let's catch people up on what's been going on. It's been like two months since we've gotten to talk about, talk in front of people, I guess. So what have you been doing? What have I been doing? I've been traveling, baby. I've been, we've been taking Gobi on the road. I've been literally all over the country. Uh, I am the guy that everyone's talking about uh, flying and having the challenges of delays and cancellations. Yeah. And uh, But mm-hmm. we've, it's been fun to be from Charleston, South Carolina to Orange County, California, and lots of places in between, Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. Michigan, and getting to go around and share the message of, of mental wellness for, for our kids and for families. So it's been, uh, it's been tiring, but incredibly fulfilling. Yeah. That's what I was going to say next was that we might have people that haven't listened to us before and don't understand. Like when we refer to Gobi, you're like, what's a Gobi. And so I thought maybe you could give like, like a two minute overview of what a Gobi is, why, and like what we're doing with Gobi ministries. Cause we both work for Gobi, you started it. And so I think it would be cool to give them a little background so they know our heart behind what we do. Yeah, short version of that is that over 26 years ago, I was diagnosed with an anxiety and panic disorder. So I've been in now almost a 27-year battle uh, for my mental health. 
discovering that freedom is not the absence of depression or anxiety, but it is finding ways to connect with God in the middle of it. Wrote a book. Uh, the last chapter was about a little fish called a goby fish, uh, which uh, is found only in Hawaii and swims up, literally upstream, up mountain streams and halfway up their bottom jaw begins to grow. So they'll have a better suction on the rocks to get to the top. So we wrote a kid's book called Toby the Gobi that says you can do hard things uh, because God is with you, but you've got to keep your eyes on the sun. And I think most importantly, and not talked about enough, is you've got to help others along the way. And so that Mm -hmm. book has become a tool that we've been sharing all over with families to help equip them to connect God's power to what uh, the, the feelings of depression, anxiety, or just generally being overwhelmed with life. Mm-hmm. That so many of our kids, not just in this country, but around the world, you know, we launched uh, the Spanish version of Toby the Gobi, got big dreams for next year. So it's been it's been quite a summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I get people a lot who who have read the book. They love it. And they're like, but what else are y'all doing besides a book? And I think that it's important for people to know we're, we're trying to just equip families and church leaders and organizations and schools to have healthy conversations surrounding mental health and just begin the conversation. Because I think, you know, we were, we were talking on social media the other day, uh, about why, why do you think people are scared to admit that they're struggling? And a lot of it came from a lot of people answered that they have shame, um, or they feel, embarrassed or they think someone's not going to understand them. And so they won't talk about it and then they just live in isolation. And so I think our mission is to bring people out of isolation and just be able to know they're not alone and, and give them tools to help them work through it. So I'm honored that we get to do it. And uh, this is just one of our resources that we get to offer. And it's, it's a fun one. Yeah, I think I would just say one of the thing I would say is as I've traveled, you know, mm-hmm. I get an education. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I feel like a veteran, like a varsity letterman when it comes to battling for your mental wellness. I've, it's been such a journey of, of my life. Uh, never would have picked it, but it picked me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I talk to people, I know that the tools that we have developed, I know they work. They're not theory. It's stuff I've used. It's stuff our grandkids have used. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you've used with your kids, uh, mm-hmm. but I do hear about a lot. I get educated on other things that people want. And so we're about to launch, as you know, Gobi school, mm-hmm. uh, a version for, uh, middle and high school kids, a version for the, uh, moms and dads of elementary age kids, a college version, a high school version. And this Gobi school is going to be a four month free resource that, uh, we're kind of systematically trying to build some encouragement and equip uh, kids mm-hmm. and families. And I'm, I am so excited. It's hard to describe how excited I am about this tool. So I can't wait as, as we're fi- literally finalizing some of that, getting mm-hmm. to share that with everybody. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. So as we've been on kind of a little break, I've um, actually spoken with people that like friends of family and family that live in other places that, uh, said they loved listening and that they're missing it. And it made me 
just feel uh, honored that we get like these conversations that we get to have that are normal to us. It's so helpful for people to get to listen in. And so I'm excited to be back and I'm um, thankful for the people that are back listening with us today. So this month, uh, you and I are going to talk a little bit about back to school because as well, most people have not started school yet unless you live in Mississippi, which we'll talk about in a second. But I do think that this is like, just like we talked about on one of our last episodes, the transition into the summer is just as much of so important to focus on the transition out of the summer into the school year. Um, and so I wanted to ask you, what did you like going back to school as a kid? Like you tell us a little, cause you know, Mama and Papa, your parents were both educators. So what did that look like for you in your family? And was it an exciting time? Was it kind of like, I don't want to go back or, you know, what do you think as a, as a kid? Well, generally speaking, I was telling your mom this last night, uh, mm-hmm. you know, generally for me, I'm such a, so, I was such a social kid. I know that shocks you. <laughs> that for me, it was that, you know, I was going to be back with my buddies. We were all yeah. going to be together. School was just kind of something you had to do. I, I never mm-hmm. wanted to let school get in the way of my social life kind of thing. Right. So except for one year, I was very, very excited. Uh, my second grade year, I had a teacher, mm-hmm. Mrs. Costin, I'll never forget, okay. uh, who was uh, no nonsense, uh, very... Uh, I think the word I'd use is kind of gruff, kind of, you know, she she was mm-hmm. an eight on the Enneagram if we'd had an Enneagram back then, which did not job with my personality. And, yeah. Uh, so that year was the year that I, that's where I really identify with kids who get teared up because they don't want to go back or they're scared mm-hmm. or whatever. That was the year I remember being scared. Yeah. I mean, so for people that don't know, I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old and two-year-old but but so Gideon's our oldest he's going into first and our um, middle Micah is going into pre-k and he's actually starting at Gideon's school so he'll go all day and um their personalities are different so Gideon's like you and I he's social he wants to be with people he likes routine and schedule and Micah is very much a homebody and like has a circle and that's good for him you know and so as I've been a little bit personally myself, a little bit anxious about the start of school. I've been excited because, you know, uh, we've been together a lot, but I've been a little bit anxious because of unsure of how he's going to do and how to handle him because I was always pretty much excited about school. Um, and so I feel like that, what, what would you say as a parent? Because was, was Ross, so I was the one that was outgoing. Was Ross ever a little bit nervous about starting school or how was it? Did you have two two kids ready for school. No, but I think both of you enjoyed school for different reasons. Ross is mm-hmm. always, you know, he's like learning. He's got that yeah. little bookworm gene. I don't know where he got it from, but he's got that little mm-hmm. where he, he always liked, uh, you know, learning things. So he, he was never really nervous about it. I, I think the year that you guys moved to a new school would probably be the closest yeah. to what you're experiencing with Micah at some level that there were a lot of nerves about going into a new environment. And you think about Micah being four pre-K, I mean, Mm -hmm. this is, this is a natural part of his match maturity process is he's, he's got to separate from you a bit. Mm -hmm. And so you, you've got to be that model for him. If Mm -hmm. he senses anxiety in you about it, uh, Mm -hmm. which as you and I both know, stems from that need to, 
kind of control, you know, what yeah. if, then I think he's going to pick up on that anxiety. And if you, mm-hmm. uh, if you continue to tell him all the benefits of what's going to happen uh, as he gets through the hard things, uh, I think he's going to pick up on that too. Yeah. Do you have any, any off the top of your head tips or suggestions on things parents can do to create like an easier transition into the school year, especially no matter if your kid struggles with it or not, but just to make sure that they're starting out with the healthy version of themselves. Yeah. The word for school is the same word I gave you for the summer, which is intentionality. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think you guys, uh, talking to you and as a young, as a young mom, like be intentional about the right things. Nobody mm. is, nobody's headed to school their first day without a backpack, without supplies. Well, with why? Because you were intentional about that. You, mm-hmm. you knew that they needed those things. So what does your child need? Right. That's not a supply. What do they need emotionally, mentally? Well, number one, they need to have some rest. Uh, regular rest before school begins, right? So mm-hmm. you can't the night before say, okay, now we're moving your bedtime to da da da. You have to slowly adjust some things mm-hmm. to make sure that whatever brings rest and peace and a sense of fulfillment to the child that God's given you, that you're practicing those things. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing I would say is you've got to have rest. Number two, there has to be a routine developed. Mm-hmm. Most uh, most kids, eat, whether they fight it or not, they they thrive in routine. You have to build this atmosphere of routine. For sure. uh, and by the way, I think thirdly, the biggest thing I would encourage parents is what you personally need to do. You know, all over the country, I'm quoting the Harvard study that says the number one indicator of the mental wellness of a child is the mental wellness of his parent, his or her mm-hmm. parent. And so what's good for your child is good for you. You need to get some rest. Uh, you've got to have a sense of routine in your life and you've got to decide, okay, by the end of this year, beyond, you know, my child coming through without, you know, uh, getting the grades they need or without getting in trouble or all those kind of low hanging fruit. What what do I want this experience to be like for my child? Well, I know every parent wants their child to get a greater sense of their identity of who they are to find confidence is the word most people use. Mm -hmm. Confidence is born out of identity, right? Mm So think about how you can put all this together, right? It's, I think sometimes you see a checklist and it's overwhelming because a checklist is so long. And, and so right. the secret is to take a lot of things to integrate them together. So if right. your child needs rest and your child needs routine and you want your child's identity to be built, then a part of the before they go to bed, the routine is we're going to take one of the 40 I ams. And mm-hmm. this is going to be what well, for the first week of school. Here's our Here's our one little statement we're going to say over and over again. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, see, you get all of those things in one, mm-hmm. and you continue to go back to that that truth. If it's uh, I can do all things, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, if if that's the one that you and and Micah Thomas pick, then right. we're going to say that every night before he gets out of the car every morning. 
We're going to say that together. Mm-hmm. And then when the day comes that I don't want to go, I miss you, mommy. Uh, mm. She's mean to me, whatever. Then we're going to go back. Okay. But what are we saying together, Micah? What are we learning? Mm-hmm. And that repetition of that, that, of that structure in his life, mm-hmm. he's going to begin to tie those two together. One of uh, my really, really close friends I just love this guy. His name's Scott Wilson and leads an effort to uh, help uh, my generation father, next generation leaders. But one of the things about him I think makes him so unique is that every morning in the car on his way to school, uh, his dad would have scriptures they would quote together and his dad would pray out loud for them. Now, he's my age, but he's, as he tells this story about his late father, the tears come in his eyes. Oh, yeah. And why? Because it marked him. It moved him. And and I think it was a part of building him into the man that he is. Well, because well, that's not smarter than everybody else. He was just intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I, I was actually thinking about that this morning because I drove. Today was our kids' first day. We start very early. We're on a year-round schedule. And um and the fact that you're trying to lead anyone to believe that you're sad about that makes me <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sad about it. <laughs> I am not. Uh, and I've had a countdown. Anyways, um, we were driving to school and it was a little bit crazy getting into the car because um, one of them wanted to go, one of them didn't. And then also mm-hmm. Esther, wanted, it, it has to be involved and she was throwing a fit. So, you know, it's just crazy. So we're driving and they're watching Bluey and I turned it off because I was like, I want to have an intentional conversation with them about their day and talking about like, how can you be kind as a friend and how, you know, and um, of course they're like rolling their eyes at me, but I'm like, no, we're going to talk about this. And so oh, I, I, I love I, that. I'm sorry. Wait, I don't <laughs> know what it's like to have your child roll their eyes at you. What was that like? But that's never I never did me. that. Oh, I don't. goodness. I'm just kidding. I'm pretty sure I'm a professional eye roller still to this day. Grant's like, uh, really Bailey? Anyways. Um, but I love the idea of the 40 IMs and I wish I would have picked one to talk about this morning, uh, with them. But I think that that's a great, because we have actually the cards that people can print out and Mm -hmm. I can put them in our, on our show notes. You can also find them on our website via goby.com. And anyways, but so we have the single note cards and I've used those like you refer to at night with Gideon because he gets nervous um, before bed. And I've picked 40 IMs that speak to the fact that God's always with him and that he's safe and protected. And that's really helped him to honest. And I haven't told you this dad, we uh, had to move his bed around because he had a sleepover and we moved the table where his cards are taped up. And he's like, but no, where's my cards? I need them. I need to read them. I'm like, you, you probably know what they are. Let's talk about them. But to him, it's even seeing them as safety for him. But anyways, so I, I love that you said that about the morning because it, it, and being intentional, honestly, sometimes I, I think I can be reactive, you know, so like getting in scared. So I'm going to react and with something good, like giving them a 40 AM, but how can we be proactive in giving our kids these tools and words and language before they're even nervous? Um, and I think that's something I definitely need to do a better job of. And so I think I, I love that. I, I, one of the ones that I was looking at before we started talking was I'm finding peace through Jesus because I feel like a lot of kids are just so nervous. And so showing them that God can give them peace and calm their spirit, um, I think is great and give them the card to put in their pocket and read it. I know me, I used to teach school and we, I went through a few difficult times um, 
where, like we went through miscarriage and I had to keep teaching and I had to keep doing the hard things. And I would put a truth from scripture in my pocket and I would read it over and over because there was nothing, you know, that was like filling the gaps of where I was lacking. So I don't know why our kids couldn't do that too. And just to keep it safe with them. So that's a really great idea. Thanks for well, and thinking of that. Since we're just talking about these things, let me yeah. say this, like notes in kids' lunchboxes, if they take a lunch, yeah. That's a huge thing. Uh mm-hmm. a huge affirmation. I believe in you. I love you. Uh you're today's gonna be awesome. You can do this. You know, just little notes, I think, mean a lot. Mm-hmm. The other part of that that uh I'm gonna talk, you know, around the country, everyone's thinking about back to school. And so I'm in several media outlets, I'm getting the honor of getting to talk a little bit about mental wellness as kids go back to mm-hmm. school. And I, I have this crazy dream that we'll recapture the dinner hour, you know, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that around the table for single moms, uh, for single dads, uh, for families, that the opportunity you have, whether it's a pizza that you pick up on the way home, cause you didn't have time. It does, it's not the meal. It's what happens right. around the table. And if mm-hmm. you'll just take, you know, 45 minutes on a weekend to write down questions you want to ask during the week, just questions that will get your kids talking. Now I've sat at your table and it (laughs) reminds me a lot of, you know, a war zone many times. So (laughs) it's not like they're going to sit there, fold their hands and you are going to sing, you know, amazing grace. That's not maybe someone else's, but not mine. But if you have, a couple of questions every night you can ask, you can just in the middle of the chaos of, I call it mm-hmm. the beautiful chaos of it, by the mm-hmm. way, it's, it's beautiful because I'm not dealing with it, but you can come back to those questions. You know, what was the best mm-hmm. thing that happened today? Uh, you can tie it to the, the statement, the, the positive statement, the 40 I am, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm finding peace through Jesus, you mentioned that one. So if that's the one you're saying every day, well, Tell me how God gave you peace today in the middle mm. of a hard time. That's right. Mm-hmm. Instead of rushing through the questions, you use, I mean, it can be 10 minutes of that whole thing, but it's a chance for you to affirm, to validate, to speak what I think are the most powerful words you can speak to your child, which are me too. Yeah, I've been there. I know what that feels like. And here's how God helped me. Mm-hmm. Or, Here's where I I wish I would have asked for more of God's help and not fill in the blank. You know, Mm -hmm. don't always make yourself, oh, God's the hero. You're not as a parent. I always Mm -hmm. want people to see God as the hero. And uh, I just think if we could recapture that dinner hour and whatever it looks like for you. Look, man, we're not in 50s America. I I get that. I mean, I get the fact that in your car on the way to school that you're going to have to have them all say that out loud before you turn on Bluey instead of saying, I mean, I know there's going to be yeah. a little bargaining here, but but you're creative right. and the parents are creative. It's crazy. The mm-hmm. creativity I'm seeing in moms and dads. So, you know, the word for me over the top of it is intentionality. All of these other things of rest and routine uh, and, 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 and being very intentional about what your the R for me is reciting, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. there's a recitation for the week. There's something yeah. we're anchoring our life in. It is yeah. going to help you begin the year. And by the end of the year, the goal obviously is for you, uh, that confidence com- that comes from your identity. I think this is great climate for that to grow in. 
Yeah. I mean, and I want to say, add to that, that we can, parents can be so focused on being intentional with their kids, but we're not intentional with ourselves. And so I really want to encourage parents to be intentional and put in and make it an effort, make an effort to be, because for example, uh, the last week I have started getting up before the kids, which feels, let me just say, I don't do it every day. And it feels a little bit impossible when I'm so tired and maybe someone is gotten in my bed and I just want to sleep. But the days that I've gotten up, if not a little bit before, even if it's not a huge amount of time before them, and I've read from his word and I've, you know, looked whether it's look and also just looking at the Uversion app and the little verse of the day, or it's reciting a 40 I am and saying a prayer has changed my day. And I'm able to be intentional with myself. So therefore I can be intentional with my kids. And so something I want to do after we've talked is pick up 40. I am like, if, if we've picked the finding uh, peace through Jesus for my kids and I should be that should be my 40 I am too. And like, I should be looking at that every morning. And when we talk about the dinner table, how did it apply to me? Because we can't be intentional with our kids. If we're not being intentional with ourselves. we're just not going to have anything left to give. And so I don't speak from that as someone who is a pro at it. That's something I'm working on, but I've, that's something that recently really has changed my attitude for the day my productivity, everything. If I just have some time to myself before and I'm root and I root myself in truth, you know, so. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for, to have more of these discussions. Cause I feel like you just have such a way of giving us wisdom in, Oh, there's the dog. Um, in such a, in a way that people, hear it and listen and, and want more. And, and you're such an authentic voice that is very important. And so I'm glad to be having these conversations. Cause I think if we start our year off this way, school year, it can really impact the rest of the school year and the trajectory that our kids are on. So we have an opportunity to really make a difference in our kids' lives. And it's like a fresh start, kind of like the beginning of a new year. So yeah, I, 100%. I think it is a new start. Uh, you know, my parents, as you said, were, were both educators, public educators. And so mm-hmm. they were incredibly intentional about every year being a new start and a new day. And this is a new opportunity. And you don't know, man, like how much you bless me when you texted me the night before your kid's first day and to- remembered about me telling you that you were a leader. I got teary-eyed because I thought... Mm-hmm. Man, I didn't know she remembered that. And so there's lots of things with your kids that they're not going to respond the way that they respond in the movies or the, you know, the Bible Devo kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. My <laughs> children did not fold their hands and fall on their face in prayer. They rolled their eyes, but it sticks with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I don't that's something I won't ever forget is you telling me every year before that we're going to be leaders and that I'm capable of being a leader. And I, that now I tell that to our kids because it just really, like you said, the more you say it and they might not be listening, but they are. And, um, sometimes just like we have to use scripture or the 40 I am to like fill the gaps when we're not believing something for ourselves. We have to do that for our kids too. So. Um, yeah. thanks for your intentionality. <laughs> well, 
Well, I am a great example of how God's grace makes up the difference, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's as we both know, I was not a perfect parent. I haven't met one of those yet. But God makes up the difference because it sees your mm-hmm. heart, you know? Yeah, true. So true. Well, before we leave, I have a garden update. We have a watermelon in the garden. And although some of the other plants might be a little bit hot, I have been watering them, but it's hot here. We have a watermelon and I think you should be proud of that. I know you might not get to reap the benefits, but, but we will. So, Well, I, I'd like to see a picture of this watermelon or <laughs> I'm having serious doubts about what you're defining as a watermelon because I had to explain to you what a squash was when you said, Dad, what's that growing? Uh, sweetheart, that's a squash. <laughs> Tell them about when you uh, got to Mississippi and you got you and mom had to really do work on the garden. I'm throwing myself under the bus here, but it's funny because we've talked about the garden since you've started since we started planting it. Well, I, I walked out in the backyard and I was like, "This is kind of a cross between the Amazon jungle and the Sahara <laughs> Desert." Well, I mean, I got I got you know little natives sticking their heads out and with you know looked like they were living in there so it was full of weeds and full of uh uh less than healthy plants at the moment so it was fun to kind of cultivate it back into life and I had to remember that for me it's therapy and mm-hmm. sometimes when you're in a schedule with three little ones it's not therapy as much as it is a job and so I had fun and the best part was making fun of you so that was great I know I know there is something I would never have expected me to say this since mom used to make me pull weeds for punishment. But I will say now as an adult and getting to do it by myself when no one's yelling at me, it does feel like you're getting something done. It's quiet. You're it's a form of exercise, I guess. So I can see now why you would say it's a form of therapy, but I didn't think that before now. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Hey, I know well, what you're about to ask me. Which yeah, is what do you always, want to leave everyone with? Uh, I just, I'm going to do math for you today. Just, okay. I want you to think about this. Stay with me. There okay. are 52 weeks in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, five weekdays, roughly, mm-hmm. of those 52, yeah. which is, what, 260 days. If you took five minutes every day for yourself mm-hmm. to connect with God in some way, five minutes. I'm not talking about five hours. I'm not talking about going in a closet and crossing your legs and humming all day. I'm talking about five minutes. It's going to be good. At the end of the year, you will have spent 1,300 minutes with God. Mm. Mm. What would 1,300 minutes with God, what would it do for your heart, your soul, your spirit, and your mental wellness? Totally. And the same is true with your children. Mm-hmm. Five minutes. Monday through Friday in the van at around the table, wherever it is, five minutes with a high school kid who you don't feel like gives you five minutes. But five minutes, that's 1,300 minutes. How different? Mm-hmm. What is the potential for transformation, for peace, for what you want for your child's mental health to become a reality? Mm-hmm. Not tomorrow, not the next day. But 1,300 minutes over time, that's a lot of time. That's true. So my word for you today, what I'm leaving with you is five minutes. Take five minutes for yourself. And if it's five minutes in your kids, Mm. mental health, you'll be glad you did. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. 
Well, we'll be talking soon. Good to see you. And as Gideon always says, love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. So good to be back. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with dad today about back to school. And I feel like he gave some really practical tips and a lot of wisdom um, that we can be thinking about as we transition from summer to the school year. May not have all been new information, but definitely great reminders and just um, like a recalibration of sorts, I guess. And so I'm definitely going to be setting a reminder. I suggest you do this too on my phone. Um, to remind me that I get five minutes of me time, spending time with God every day, and then I need to do five minutes of intentional time with my kids talking about truths like the 40 I Am's. And so um, I would love to, for you to let us know on Instagram or social media, whatever outlet you follow us on, um, what 40 I Am you pick and show us how you're using it with your family. Um, it would just encourage us so much and I would love to connect with you there. We, if you don't know, we have show notes. So wherever you listen to your podcast, there'll be a description about the episode and then there'll be show notes, which are links we, we add like, um, our website where you can get resources that we talk about our social media handles. So go check that out. Um, and make sure that you are getting all the access to all the things like the 40 I am's. And then we're going to be linking some really helpful back to school resources, um, like a routine checklist or, um, a my daily, I think we're calling my daily schedule that you can use and download. And so Make sure you're always paying attention to those links and you're checking out our website and the free resources that we have for families there. So I love connecting with you on here. It just brings my heart so much joy. I can't wait to see y'all next week and have a good one.